to down to down to. Yeah. Miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. I don't it's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. I don't use it. It's a real world. Not in your vocab? Down to down. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Right. No. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck, for part of CLNS Media, also DailyThunder.com. And also, we're featured on Dash Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 o'clock Central Standard Time. Today, our show is brought to you by Grady Carter of Metro Brokers of Oklahoma. And I can tell you one thing, Grady Carter wants to be your home boy. If you're trying to get into a home, or if you're trying to sell your home currently, Grady Carter is your man. He knows the Oklahoma City area and surrounding areas very, very well. He understands the market. And is a GRI designee, which means that he knows everything that you need to know about getting into a new home or selling yours. So contact Grady, homeboyok.com, homeboyok on all of your social media platforms. Grady is the man. You will be not only a great realtor, but your friend. I promise you that. Contact Grady today. Today, I have my friend Alex Spears on the line. Alex, what's up? Good morning. It's early in the morning. Just checking out this super blood moon this morning. Lunar moon. It's uh, it's cool. It was cool. I know. I know you can't see it, Alex, because of all the clouds in Portland. But yep. Thanks for bringing it up. Pretty, pretty cool here. You know what's not pretty cool is the way the Thunder played last night. They lost to the Washington Wizards, one hundred two to ninety six. And I think the story, there's probably three things that I would say that led to them losing. One, they had 20 turnovers. Two, they shot 37% from the field, 28% from three. And then last, Paul George barely touched the ball in the second half. He did some in the third quarter. I don't even know if he got a touch in the fourth quarter. He certainly didn't get a shot off in the fourth quarter. And he was the only one that had it going. And I feel like that's kind of the story of the game. Mm, sounds like you're protecting someone, Andrew. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So this is really interesting. So I'm, I usually am on my Twitter account during games, and then I switched over to Down to Dunk, like see what's going on, looked at the mentions, and I guess Jay or somebody tweeted something about Josh Eustis. Uh-huh. And there was just this Josh Eustis venom, just like he was never a good player. How dare you even think that he can't make good decisions? Low IQ, like it was just like whoa. Uh, yeah, he made he made a really bad decision there at the end. And for the most part, I thought he played good defense throughout the game. I didn't think the defense was terrible. I thought the offense was absolutely awful. Uh, but I, he made a really bad decision there at the end. Some of it is that he's never been put in that kind of position ever in the NBA. Especially uh, like those end of game situations. Right. And honestly, it's the it's that team's fault a little bit. That ball should never have gotten into Josh Hustis's hands, period. Like that should have never happened. Uh, it, it was a weird play because like he gets it at the three point line. Paul George is open, but whatever. He does this pump fake and you're like, <laughs> oh, wow, Josh is being really aggressive. And he, like, drove it in the lane. And then he, like, you could see the point when he was like, I don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) I've gone as far as I can go. And then he tried to make that pass to Steven Adams, which never had a chance. Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, and, you know, you learn to play within yourself. Like, he's basically a rookie. Like, he's he's never played real minutes until this season. And you have to learn to play within yourself as an NBA player. And he just hasn't learned how to do that. And, you know, right. you see Terrence Ferguson trying to figure out kind of the same thing. Ferguson was awful last night. His defense was really bad. I don't I don't know why they didn't put Paul George on Bradley Beal to start. Because, I mean, Otto Porter doesn't do a ton of stuff off the dribble. So you can kind of let Ferguson contest with his link on him. And then let Paul George actually guard Bradley Beal. But they gave Ferguson a shot at him. Uh, it did not go well. The, the Wizards started pretty hot. Uh, and cooled off significantly. They didn't end up shooting the ball very well either. It was a really ugly game, and 
kind of the star of the show was Tony Brothers, the uh, official that kind of <laughs> took control of the game uh, there in like the third quarter where he, I, I don't know, it was it was a very, it was just a weird game. The Thunder played awful. I think it's kind of a throwaway game. Uh, Russ knew that he was bad. Russ knew that the game was bad. And uh, because of that, like he wasn't even upset after the game from what the reporters were saying, that he was just like, yeah, whatever, we'll move yeah. on. And so that's, I think that's how fans should handle it too. I, I thought it was uh, an interesting game because as it was going on until that last 90 seconds, I was, I had never had a doubt that they were going to win. And in my head, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a nice win. Like this team isn't playing well, but they're still finding a way to win. Cause like, I never felt like the game was out of hand or anything where I have felt that way earlier in the season, right. you know, well, they'll just come out of halftime and just blow it. And then you're just like hoping that they make a run in the fourth quarter. This time it seemed like the game was, you know, in control or they were close enough the whole time. And you figured they'd just make a run. Uh, but the, those closing minute, that was, it was just, I mean, there were like two Carmelo threes that were actually like good shots, but he shot two of 12 from three on the night. Yeah. And so those ended up being bad. And then Steven Adams made a bad play. And then you had the Houston's play. It was just nothing good was happening at the end. Right. And I think that the Thunder will look at the shot distribution and say, ooh, oops. Like, Russell had 18, Melo had 21 shots, Paul George had 14 shots. He was 8 of 14 last night. 28 points on 14 shots. Uh, that distribution is just not okay. Like, you can't, right. you can't just keep giving Melo all these shots. Like, Melo needs to be back down, you know, 12 to 15 range. Paul George needs to be shooting 21 times. Do you know how many times... What's the... Do you know what uh, Paul George's high for field goal attempts is this season? I would venture a guess of uh, 22. Ooh, it's 23. Ooh. Yeah, 23. <laughs> he did it the first game of the season against the Knicks. Really? Yeah, he's done it one other time. I can't remember what it was. You know, like, and Russell, I mean, and Russell just, he takes a lot of shots, but his uh, high is 34. Yeah. I mean, they they need to find ways to get Paul George involved. And some of it's on Paul. Like, if he's not touching the ball, like, there are plenty of stoppages in the fourth quarter. Like, say, like, hey, I'm over here. And, I mean, it's mostly Russell's fault. But it's also on Paul George for not being more vocal or being more aggressive. Because he seems to kind of just fade away a little bit sometimes. And that's why he's, you know game high for this season is 23 shot attempts because he, he'll fade away into the background he's content with playing defense and uh you know it's it's weird it's it was just a little bit weird he should he should have tried to take control of the game and russell should have recognized that but just a bad night kind of a throwaway game i wouldn't worry too much about it that the offense did regress but i, I don't suspect that it will be this way moving forward you know they play they play in denver on thursday night it's a late tip uh, it's it's in Denver. It's it's a tough place to play, but I think the Thunder can get back on track against a Denver team that's just not very good defensively. Hey, who do you think uh, they're going to pick for the uh, team LeBron? Oh, I don't know. With Caleb out, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it. He's got to come out of the East. It's like who are the other snubs in the East? Because uh, Andre Drummond is now on the team, right? I don't know. <laughs> that is why I'm asking because I have no idea. They pick another Celtic. And does it have to be a big man? It does not have to be a big man. Okay. Yeah, so I guess, you know, Kemba, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm interested to see where they go. Maybe Dragic. Yeah. Yeah. Dragic could be one. They, it, it's it's such a shame that they can't just take Lou Will. Yeah, or or even Chris Paul, honestly, or even, even with his missed games. Well, or even Blake. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Blake would probably should probably be the replacement, but he was not voted on by the Eastern Conference coaches, so he can't make the Eastern Conference All Star team, even though he's in the East now. And it's so weird. Like, just let let's just pick the best 20, 24 players, please. Let's just. <laughs> I feel like they're inching their way toward that. They just need to do it. Like this is, yeah. especially with the two teams that don't even have anything to do with conferences. Like it's just absurd now. Hey, but this has been a pretty good year for snubs. You got to admit, 
Snubs, snubs are getting in. <laughs> the snubs. It's been bad. That Kevin Love <laughs> injury is really, really bad for the Cavs. Because he'd, he'd been playing well lately. And, you know, I don't know if you, you listen to the dunked on trade mock trade deadline. Mm-hmm, yeah. But that, that deal they came up with, which was basically the same deal for Griffin, the yep. Avery Bradley and Tobias Harris, that made so much more sense to me. Like for both teams, yeah. Than what ended up being the Blake Griffin trade, and so I, I had actually convinced myself, like, oh man, they might actually trade Kevin Love if they could get that much back, like that much wing depth for the Cavs. But that's all gone now. What are your quick thoughts? I don't want to cover it too much because, like, there's podcasts. Like, there's probably twelve hours of podcasting dedicated to that trade. But what do you think about the Griffin trade? Right. Um. Well, the only new take I saw yesterday was on Reddit from a Detroit fan that was making the case that this is primarily a business decision because I had kind of I had kind of forgotten that, you know, Detroit just opened this brand new arena in downtown Detroit and they are second to last in the league in attendance. Yeah. And when I when he started laying out the case, I was like, hmm, that's very interesting <laughs> um, because they are having significant problems getting people to the games. And Blake Griffin's certainly going to help. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't I, I felt like it was a lateral move for this year. Um, I don't know that they get significantly better or significantly worse, mm-hmm. although they're one through three right now is terror. I mean, like right now it's Ish Smith, I guess, Luke Kennard and. Stanley Johnson, I guess that's their, yeah, their starters. Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. So I, like, I don't know. I like the move for Detroit though. Because like what else are they gonna do? Like they were on an eight game losing streak with those guys on their team. I mean no, they, and I, they had yeah. been terrible. I, you if you can get a star for a few pieces that are okay, then I think you have to do that. And you know, there's risks with Blake, but if you can get two good years out of Blake Griffin I mean, it's probably worth it. He's probably the best piston, you know, in like I don't know how long since those, you know, Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups days. Like it's right, and and there had been no defining characteristic of these Pistons teams these last few years. Right, they were so uninspiring. Mm-hmm. So at least they do have an identity now, and that may be part business decision, part basketball decision. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. What do you think about? It? For the Clippers, uh, I, oh, I I really liked it for the Clippers. I'm I'm kind of excited for this summer to see. I'd I'd forgotten that Jerry West was there now. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I feel like they have they are incredibly flexible going into this summer. Yeah, and they could, they could really do a lot of things. It sounds like at least initially they they don't have plans for any more trades this season. But I think they could potentially make themselves a pretty nice free agent destination this summer. Because just because they have so much depth, you know, depending on who they choose to keep this summer. Yeah, I just don't know who's going to go to the Clippers that has no stars. Like they have depth, sure, but they don't have like who's helping you win. There would be my question. Well, I heard a young gentleman named Paul George grew up as a Clippers fan. Have you heard this? I did. Uh, did you also, Did you also know he likes to fish? <laughs> I did know this. <laughs> I just don't know why the Clippers would be attractive to him now. Like I could, I could understand it. Like if they could clear cap space and he could go play with like a Blake or, I mean, I right. don't know if DeAndre's going to come back. Like I, I now I just am like okay. Like I understand. Great, you have flexibility now. You have you know a draft pick. Cool, but I don't know. I don't understand how that helps you get stars because at this point in the NBA. You have to have other stars to get stars. And now the Clippers are left with nobody, basically. Like, Tobias Harris is not getting you Paul George. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I understand it because it helps clear things up for later on. And maybe they thought they got good value. And maybe I shouldn't question a move that was partially done by Jerry West. But Well, and it's the same kind of thing with Detroit, how you said, like, they didn't really, or I was t- talking about how they like didn't really have an identity, but like this Clippers team had kind of reached the end of what they had done too. Yeah. Um, so I, I totally get the instinct to blow it up or at least reconfigure things. They kind of had to with the Chris Paul move this mm-hmm. summer. Um, so I, you know, I'd be excited as a Clippers fan. 
It's a it's just a bold move to make for a franchise huh, that has, very had, bold. has had no success bringing in free agents, like none. Right. And I know they're in LA, but they're still the Clippers. Like they're still the Clippers. I mean, I just don't. I don't know if Jerry West was doing this with the Lakers, and I mean that. I think that would that should put some fear into the hearts of. Cavs fans and Thunder fans, but it's still the Clippers. Like I just don't. There's there's a stench that comes with being a part of the Clippers that, <laughs> that just has not gone away. You're gonna get some Clippers hate mail. Maybe I will, but I just I don't I don't know. I'd like to thank the press for sponsoring today's show. Go to the press. It's in the Plaza District near downtown Oklahoma City. It's a newer restaurant. It's a cool place. They've got two really cool bars. They've got a great beer selection. They've got great cocktails. They have brunch. And who doesn't love brunch? you got to go check out their brunch on the weekends. Uh, to, to me, the best thing that I've had there is their buffalo mac and cheese. Uh, it's like buffalo chicken on mac and cheese. Uh, it's absolutely delicious. It's so, so good. So you've got to go check that out. They've got great salads. They've got good burgers. They've got, it's just a great restaurant. So go check out their brunch. Go check out that Buffalo Mac and support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at the press. Uh, You want to move on to this week in Thunder History? Sure. This week in Thunder History, uh, the weekly segment where I go back into the News OK archives and find something from a long forgotten Thunder season and bring it back and we talk about it. So, In this week's This Week in Thunder History, we board our Thunder Time Machine, piloted by our daring, adventurous Captain DJ Boom, (laughs) and travel all the way back to the year 2017. Oh. The the month was January. Coming into the season, Thunder fans knew that January was going to be a significant factor in determining the OKC's fate that season. 15 games that month, 12 on the road, only three at home, nine of the 15 games against eventual playoff teams. The Thunder started off the month with three consecutive losses on the road to the Bucks, Hornets, and Rockets. It was looking bleak. But, Andrew, <laughs> let's fast forward to just a few weeks later. We travel now to the Twitter account of one at Al Babycakes, who on January 25th, 2017, tweeted, Shout out to all my Homer friends who were so high on this team this preseason. I'm already taking this L. Team is so much better than I thought. Well, what what changed, Andrew? Well, the Thunder went seven and five in their next twelve games for a seven and eight overall record in January. While this stretch did include embarrassing back to back losses at Golden State and the Clippers without Steven Adams, and also a chair induced injury to Ennis Cantor, it also featured two three game winning streaks, an impressive win at Utah, and the solidification of OKC as a playoff lock in the West in their first season without Kevin Durant. Do you remember that January, Andrew? I do. It was a it was a weird month, but it was it was good. Ennis Kanter was bawling until he hit that chair with his forearm, or he I he, guess he punched it and then it hit his forearm. Yeah, I just remember. I feel like that January was the subject of conversation for like all of that December. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Oh man, this could be really bad." <laughs> yeah, they play, they played some really good basketball. And yeah. Canner was, uh, that was, a, I know Stephen Adams was out, but he was also not playing very well. And that was right. the month that Canner was passing really well and reading the double teams and playing pretty good defense. Like Canner was really good. There were times where we said like, is Canner better than Adams? I don't think he is. And I know he's not, but he sure is playing better than him. Is that when you met him at uh, Arby's that January? I think it was where he uh, gave me those mint Jamocha shakes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love your passing in us. <laughs> what? Man, that was, a, that was a big month in Thunder History it right there. He got, the Ar- he got Arby's. and Oh, man. Yeah, that was. That was a huge month for them. And then they were able to pull off the trade not just a few weeks later. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a huge month in Thunder history. Because what is, because what what does it look like if the Thunder don't make the playoffs last year? And they were that you know having a really crappy January away from you know missing the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that changes a lot of things for for OKC. Alex, 
Mm-hmm. Are you ready for some trade calls? Yes. So I've got, let's see, how many do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Oh my! Seventeen <laughs> trades. Why? I just want to explore all the possibilities. We're a week away from the trade deadline, and these are not all. From, these are not seventeen different teams, though. How many different teams is it? Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> Count. I have to know. <laughs> you want to know? Okay, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. All right. Nine. Okay. Nine different teams, 17 trades. Uh, Somehow you are just joining this podcast for the first time. We do trade calls. It's typically a weekly segment where uh, I pretend to be an NBA GM and I call Sam Presti. Sam Presti will be played by Alex Spears today. And we see if we can make a deal. So... I did a lot of character work last night. I watched uh, a few Sam Presti interviews. Um, I read, did you ever read the article on the undefeated where like two jazz guys uh, interviewed Sam Presti and Billy Donovan? No. I had never seen it before. It's from November. Oh, I didn't know and it existed. It had a really funny quote, which was, uh, Presti is a longtime jazz fan, while Donovan says he's not familiar with the genre. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Like, you've never heard of jazz? <laughs> jazz? Really? Nope, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Huh. But then later in the article, Donovan says that he just happened to knew, know these two guys that were interviewing him. He's like, I don't listen to a lot of jazz, but I knew these two guys. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, but Billy said, I've never heard of jazz. I don't listen to jazz and i've never heard jazz music but i've also i i've never heard jazz <laughs> uh all right you ready yes i am ready okay ring 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 hello this is sam presti american basketball executive oh uh hello sam this is uh john hammond from the orlando magic oh hey john Hey, I've got a few ideas I want to run by you. Uh, we're interested in a few of your players. Oh, Kyle? Um, well, Kyle will have to be a part of a couple packages, but... Uh, Sign me up. We're not interested in him in particular. We're glad that his last year is non-guaranteed. Okay, first one. Alex Sabrinas and Kyle Singler and a second-round pick for Terrence Ross. And Terrence Ross is done after this year? He's got another year. Hmm. Okay. Um, so they could actually, so they'd be looking to basically swap out his contract for singlers mm-hmm. and it'd be cheaper. Mm-hmm. And they'd get a young, uh, perhaps a young, a young Evan Fournier. Who knows? Yeah. You know, bring to get a second round pick. Less weird hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Yeah, I think that would help. Okay, see. Um, I got another that deal. Seems, that seems pretty realistic if that's where we're starting. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Okay. Abrinas, Patterson, Singler, Eustis, and a second rounder for Evan Fournier and Wesley Uwundu. No. Okay. I don't like that one because I really like Patterson and... Yeah. I feel like they don't have a ton of big man depth and they've got to, uh, they've got to really hold on to anyone they do have. Oh, I mean, is Wesley, I don't know who Wesley you is. He's a second round pick out of Kansas state. He's okay. not been very good. So is he a tall or a small? He's a guard. He's a, oh. like a shooting guard. Okay. Wing, wing, wingy, little wingy. Mm, yeah. That's not for me. Yeah. Um, last one. With me, Mr. Hammond. Uh, the Hammond. The, the Hammond. Alex Josh Eustace, and your Celtics second round pick this season for Jonathan Simmons. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love that one. That'd be nice. He's a guy that you could clearly put in the closing lineup and you wouldn't be afraid of him being in there. Because, I mean, all, now, what they're trying to do is they, they've got to find their fifth guy. Like, we talked about this like earlier in the season, even when the Thunder had. Robertson, just because you had the fear of like free throws and him just not being able to contribute offensively, but he had changed his offensive game so much this season where I was like, oh, 
Well, it's clear that he can close against anybody. Uh, and now they're back to the same point where they're they're looking for that fifth guy. Like they, I don't think the fifth guy's on the roster unless it's Patterson and some huge lineup. Uh, but other than that, I just don't I don't see it. I don't see see how they have that fifth guy right now. And looking at their picks, uh, that Boston pick is is that basically like a conditional pick? Yeah, it's top fifty five protected, so they have okay. to be one of the best five teams in the league. Which and then are. they have all of their picks going forward. They, cannot, I mean, all, all their all their second rounders. Yes, so they can't, but they can't trade a first rounder until twenty twenty two. And I right. just don't okay. see them doing. I don't. I don't see them doing that. It's just now in the future. Uh. One other thing uh, on the Jeremy Grant first rounder, mm-hmm. I heard something. Can't you like trade the rest of the because it's only like top twenty protected or something? Mm-hmm. Can't can't you trade like fourteen and nineteen or something? You can trade or, the second half of the protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know who would be interested in that. It's because it sounds so weird. But yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. That's. I'm I'm mostly staying away from that just because I don't know that the Thunder would do that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I think Jonathan Simmons and Terrence Ross make some sense for the Thunder. Yeah, fans, I agree. To give up. Um, okay. Ring, 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 ring. Hi, you've reached the Oklahoma City Thunder, home of the world famous Storm Chasers. This is Sam. Uh, oh, it's Gar. Hey, Gar. Hey. <coughs> Sam, uh, we've done business before. Uh, I'm wondering if you would accept Abrinus and Dakari Johnson for Justin Holiday. That's all it's going to take. Well, uh, Sam, you're. I don't want to make the news again, Sam, <laughs> but I feel like this is fair. We've crunched the numbers. Feels fair to me, but don't do this to me again, Sam. I I think it sounds great, Gar. Okay. Okay. What do you think about Justin Holiday? Uh yeah, I feel like he has been a popular name as of late. Yeah. Among Thunder fans cuz he seems gettable. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh he obviously especially earlier in the early in the season <laughs> he, he was not in the correct uh role. He was getting to put up like as many shots as he wanted. Gosh, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask you, like in terms of, um, you know, like archetypes of players, what do you think is the biggest need? Would you say it's like a three and D? Because I also think a second ball handler off the bench would be really helpful. And he, he would he would fill that role a little bit. Yeah, I, I think definitely they need either. Well, they probably need both of these is that they need a secondary creator like you talked about and they need a wing. Yeah. And so if they could get just one of those, like that would be helpful. Uh, I think they're, they're more pressing need is certainly that they need a guy they can close with a, a fifth guy that's not going to screw up that can hit open shots. And that is passable in the defensive end. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely more pressing, but uh, Justin holiday is shooting 37% from three this season. He's 35%. Uh, for his career, so like there's a track record with him. There, he's taking six and a half threes a game, uh, hmm. and he's hitting 37, almost 38 percent. So, I mean that that would be nice for the Thunder to have, and he can create off the bounce a little bit. And like, he's a, like he's a good player. He's he's kind of almost everything that the Thunder would want Abrinas to be in a lot of ways. Uh, he's six right. six. He's really skinny, like Abrinas, but he's he's a lot older. He's twenty eight years old, uh, getting close to twenty nine. Uh, but yeah, he's he's solid. I think that he would he would help. I don't think that he helps the Thunder be a contender, but I think he helps them uh, they, a little bit. And I think that he, I don't know that he would start. I think he would probably come off the bench, and they would still maybe start Houston or start. Um, Start Ferguson still, maybe? I don't know. But he seems like a good guy to come off the bench and kind of help that second unit. Yeah, it kind of feels like uh, the same way we felt last year, where it's just like, man, we just need like more NBA players. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. There's there's too many spots right now because you have like Nick Collison's not doing anything. You have Dakari who like barely does anything. You have Kyle, uh, Kyle who's there not doing anything either. Like there's three spots. Right. And so if you have three guys that aren't really contributing anything to your roster, and then you have these like fringe guys, you know, they've kind of forced Terrence Ferguson into being a guy this season. Josh Eustace has been good in spots. I know he wasn't good last night, everybody, but he's been good in spots for the Thunder. Uh, and they just have guys that kind of really aren't ready to be contributors yet that have to be. And so it'd be nice to get guys that can come in and kind of ease that pressure on some of those guys. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Good morning. This is Sam Presti, the bestie in the Westie. Just oh. kidding. I love being playful. Who's this? Oh, uh, uh, Sam? Yeah. It's yeah. Travis Sh- Schlenk. Oh, hey, Trav. Hey, uh, Sam, do we, are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. Do we know each other like this? Um, okay. Uh, anyways. Uh, we are trying to trade uh, Marco Bellinelli and Irsan mm. Eliasova. I was wondering if you would take those two for Alex Brinas and Kyle Singler. Brinas and Kyle Singler. Now, how would you say Marco rates in terms of uh, building community and fostering goodwill? Uh, he's he's Italian. Oh, okay, okay. So. Um, that should be good. That should mean good things, right? Yeah, that's good info. That's something I, I hadn't seen in the scouting report. Thank you. Or or I have this on the table, too. Take out Ilyasova and replace him with Dwayne Dedman, but you have to give us a second-round pick. Well, yeah, I would much rather do that. Yeah, yeah, you would. I, I, I really like Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, he's good. And uh, I feel like Ilyasova is kind of redundant with Mello and... Uh, Patterson, yeah, yeah. I don't know where he gets minutes either. Yeah, I don't. I, I would. Do, I don't know I would if they do, do the that. deal, but do they do that? How, how much? What's left on Deadman? He has three. Is it? Was it a three-year deal? He's got a year after this at six million. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. I think that that helps. And Marco is in a lot of ways like Alex Abrinas, but again doing the things that you would want him to do now. Like he's not going to be hesitant. He can actually, he can create off the dribble a little bit more um, than a Brinus, but he still can't play any defense. So that to me says that he's a second. He's when they still have the same problem. If they make this trade to me is that they still don't have your closing lineup. Um, Cause I think you could close with Bellinelli more than you could a Brinus at this point uh, in his mm-hmm. career. But not if you're playing Houston and not if you're playing Golden State. I think maybe some other teams, maybe you could against San Antonio or against Minnesota, but not not against those teams. So I, I still think that you're, you still have similar problems, but you're, you've definitely upgraded. I think that upgrades the roster and definitely helps them the rest of the regular season, but I just don't know how much it helps. You know, if you get to the second round, you have to play Houston. Like, I just don't know how much. Marco Bellinelli is helping you. Right. Yeah. The Marco Belli, I, Marco Marco Bellinelli, (laughs) Marco Belli, the Marco Bellinelli idea has never gotten me that excited compared to some others. I mean, he did have those years on the Spurs where he kind of changed his game a lot, but, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that doesn't get me too excited. Yeah. I mean, if they've made that deal, I'd be like, okay, like I, I see it. It helps the team. But it's just like, eh. Like and it might be what's realistic. And so, sure. like, yeah. yeah. I think these trades are really, are very realistic. I would not be upset. No, I think I think that that would make the Thunder better. It doesn't make them anywhere close to a, a title contender. But it, it clears some money off the books for next season, which right. is much needed. And it helps you today. And, if you know, you can go find a, a similar guy to Marco Bellinelli, you know, in the offseason if you don't want to re-sign him. So. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Hi, thanks for calling. This is Sam Presti, general manager, innovator, idea creator, idealist, but also a realist, dreamer, streamer, visionary, Richard Scary, opportunity finder, community minder, occasional bus driver, coffee grinder. Got to start the day off right, wouldn't you say? Pat Riley. Oh, hey, Pat. Uh, Just had my fifth cup. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam, 
You're gonna have to shut up for a minute. Okay. 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 Gotta listen to the master. Uh, Wayne Ellington, Justice Winslow, mm-hmm. Alex Sabrinas, Terrence Ferguson, Dakari Johnson, and your 2022 first round pick. Okay, so I, it sounds like you might do this if you did do this because you're down so many first rounders from the Goran Dragic trade. Is that correct? Don't make this personal, Sam. I mean, I would do that. I don't. I don't feel like Miami would do it. Uh, probably don't, not. Don't, I just feel. I mean, I know Justice Winslow has not been great. Yeah, but but they 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 have to get something back for him. I don't know if it, any of what that was was any it was something. <laughs> Unless, uh, <laughs> what would you get back for him though at this point? I mean, I don't think oh. they do this either. I don't think they would, but I think it's it's just interesting. Right. Like if you you have to go look for wings like this, and sometimes these guys become available. Right, and I, I think a first is is right, but you know, I, I'm guessing that there is a team out there who would w- be willing to give like a late first for a flyer on Justice Winslow. Yeah, and I don't think well, that, that's don't, that's uh, sooner yeah, yeah, <laughs> than yeah. 2022. Right. Is what I meant. Yes, uh, I agree with that. I don't think the heat care anything about a 2022 pick right now. Right. Especially Pat Riley. Like he may not, he's probably not the general manager in 2022. Like, I just don't, I don't think he gives a crap about any, about stuff like that. I think he would rather keep justice and see what he can do. Cause he's one of the few guys on the team that has some real potential. And he hasn't, like you said, he hasn't been good, but he's, he's got a ton of potential as like a big wing that can slide over to the power forward. And I don't know the, how much he helps the Thunder this season, but I think Wayne Ellington would help a lot this season. Yeah, Wayne Ellington would. He's he's he would be perfect in that role. Yeah, on the Thunder. Yeah, he can really shoot it. He would. He can. He would be great. Um, ring 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 ring. Oh oh hi this is this is Sam oh sorry hold on let me turn down my jazz I'm listening to jazz I'm a jazz man who's this uh, this is Donnie Nelson I can get down some jazz. Oh, you can get jazz. down some jazz. Yeah. You're a jazz man as well. Yeah, uh, been playing the saxophone for uh, you know. Oh, a sax man. Twenty four years. I played it in the uh, high school band. Wait, is that true? <laughs> no, I just made that up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you randomly know that Donnie Nelson plays. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know, I, I was a drummer growing up. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard you had an album. <laughs> Do you know that uh, Paul George fishes? <laughs> You know, I've heard, I've heard, I've tried to invite him out to one of my lakes down here, but, uh, you know, it's, it's tough times here in, in Dallas. Uh, we want to trade you Nerland's Noel. Uh, Great. Nerland's Noel for Alex Abrina straight up. Yes. No, no, I don't do it. You're talking to the president of the Nerland's Noel fan club. I know. I'm trying to entice you. But I feel like there's a good chance they would buy him out if he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And he come to OKC. Why not? I don't know. I, Maybe I, would. I think we'd have a shot at him. Um, Thunder have had interest in him in the past. Like when yeah. he was in Philly, they had interest in trading for him. I mean, it's just, it's it's. I know I know Alex Abrinas isn't contributing that much right now. I thought he was pretty good last night. I thought he yeah, no. minutes. Yeah. But if even I'm saying like even in his small role, if you trade for Noel and it doesn't work out. Oh yeah. If, if he doesn't come back from his injury and you just basically like gave up another spot yeah. of, of a useful NBA player. Right. That that would scare me too much. I'd rather give them like a couple seconds or something. Yeah. Two two second rounders and um singular. Yeah. It, wait, it, was that what was I think that was the uh, that was the dunk down d- trade? Yeah, yeah, and I liked that one. Yeah, I was I was totally in that. Yeah, I would do that too. I was just wondering how far you'd go. Like how far? You'd go <laughs> what would you do? How sick are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Neurons Ner- is going to have a comeback. Twenty eighteen is going to be the year of Neurons. <laughs> I think you just get ready. He would be a great pickup for them because they could use some protection and some rebounding on that second unit. Yeah, and he, there's an easy like ten to fifteen minutes if if he was if he was Nerlens again. Now apparently he is not Nerlens anymore. 
Yeah, he he's just in such a bad situation. That's what I can't figure out because his first year when he could play in Philly, I mean, didn't didn't he have uh, over two blocks and two steals? I think he did. Mm. Uh, mm. He uh, he's talented. I mean, he's a lottery pick, but his attitude is scary. That's what makes me think that he wouldn't be a fit for the thunder if i hadn't heard that he that the thunder had interest in him i wouldn't i would say that there's no way yeah 1.8 and 1.8 for no 1.8 steals 1.5 blocks his second year his rookie season was where he had the 1.8 steals 1.9 blocks per game okay nearly a double double like he's good he's and he's still only 23 i think he's i mean he'll he'll have a career because he's a mobile enough center that can be a rim runner and a defender. And, you know, after being in Dallas, if he does get a chance somewhere else, I mean, he has to know that he can't screw this up. And let's say that he helps the Thunder get to the West Finals and takes the you know, Golden, Golden State Warriors to six games, you know, and he plays a key role, you know, if he's like the seventh guy for the Thunder. Right. Then he can be looking at like a real contract for this next year. But if he continues to go like he has been, like who's going to pay him? Nobody's going to pay him. But if he can have a good playoff run, um, like it, uh, he he could really help himself. I, I think that he, if he came to OKC, and actually this is for any team. Like, I think there's a decent chance that you wouldn't have to pay him a lot this summer, that he might just take like a one-year prove-it deal if he knows that he can get yeah. minutes on your team. Yeah, that's true. Um, because there's not going to be a ton of money this summer anyways, and so maybe he'll look forward and like, well, if I can take a one-year deal, play really well, and then I'll cash in next summer. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not I'm less scared about that, you know, in terms of losing him this summer. Um, but the attitude thing, it seems like there are plenty of stories at this point. We'll see. Yes. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Hello, this is Sam Presti of the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're looking to trade for achievers, believers, and golden retrievers. I love dogs. How can I help? Uh, Doc Rivers. Hey, why am I talking to Doc? I thought they took away it's your job. It's operation. Shut up, Sam. Not too loud. Not too loud. Oh, no. Test Doc, the- this isn't right. This isn't right. I'm testing the waters here. You did use normal channels. Use normal channels, Doc. Would you take... Lou Williams for Abrinas, <coughs> Houston, and the second round pick. Uh, of course I would. Why are you doing this, Doc? Shh, quiet, Sam. Next one. Gate testing the waters. Would you do the same trade for Avery Bradley? Of course I would. Again, Doc, I really don't think you have the authority to be sending these trades. Oh, okay. Jerry? Jerry? I got some trades for you. <laughs> oh, Jerry! <laughs> um, what do you? I, I, I don't know. I still think that Avery Bradley is not off the table for the Thunder. Really? Yeah. <sighs> for something like that? I don't know. I don't. Uh, know. I don't. I mean, I don't know what it would take. Uh, but I don't think that he's completely off the table for OKC. Um. I, I mean that that'd be great. Yeah, if 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 we could get Avery Bradley, that'd be great. It just doesn't feel realistic right now because yeah. he. I don't know. I, I, don't you think there's a team that would trade like a late first for him? Maybe or no? Maybe I don't know. He's just not been good. I, and he has I, a sexual yeah, I assault thing that is. Uh, yeah. Not. I mean, he he's had maybe the he's had the worst season of his career professionally. Um, personally, it's just not been good. What do you think about, I saw uh, on Twitter, Jason Potter at JPOSU, he was saying, what about Austin Rivers? And which, which was his name I hadn't really thought about, and maybe it would never happen because Doc's there. But I do think that Austin Rivers might be more gettable. No um, depth there. Yeah, and he's a decent defender. He would be that ball handler off the bench, second ball handler. You could, you could I, I theoretically finish with him. Like he's he's a good player. He's I, yeah, just kind of a big idiot, but right. he's a good player. And it feels like he's undervalued enough where you could get him. But I, I don't know. I, if there's it feels like there's such a stigma attached to Austin. I 
I dare even say his name. I know. What's his uh what's his injury? Uh great question. Did not prepare. Yeah, he's forty percent from three this season. I don't know, that's uh, that's kind of interesting. He has a the Thunder. I mean, the Thunder usually don't like to play guys that are that small next to Russ, like a lot of minutes. But they yeah they play point guards next to Russ quite a bit his whole career. Reggie Jackson and Derek Fisher and guys like that. He has a right Achilles tendon injury. Ooh. Oh, stay away! Been in the news. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And I'm not sure when he's supposed to come back. Uh, Spectre remains sidelined until the beginning of February, so he should be coming back here in the next week or so. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Inter- I mean, that's that's interesting. Like, I don't know if the Thunder would do that, but that's mildly interesting. Because yeah. now, like, if you do, if they do want to keep Avery Bradley, then you probably don't need to have Austin Rivers and Avery Bradley. Now they may have. Right. Like, now, now they're at the point where they like have too much depth of just like pretty good guys. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you could go get, I mean, would would you do Ferguson, Abrinas, and a second rounder for Bradley? Ferguson, Abrinas, and second rounder. Uh, you're not going to resign Bradley this summer, right? For it's for the. Would you give up that much for a rental? That would. Do you like Ferguson? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think yeah. I I did not. It's I. It's a long time to come around on him. I did not, <laughs> but I do think that he's going to be good. Yeah, I, I, I finally saw it the other night against the Wizards last week. Yeah, like I, like I saw it, and I think that he can be really good. I think if you feel that way about him, then you, that's too much for a rental. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Thank you for calling the desk of Sam Presti, where every morning I write down my dreams on a piece of paper. I fold that paper into a small square, and then I eat that square. Dreams for breakfast, I call it. Let's trade. Uh, Are you there? Uh, uh, it's it's uh, Dennis Lindsay from the hey. Jazz. Uh, and Denny. Wanted, wanted to gauge your interest on a Terrence Ferguson, Dakari Johnson for Rodney Hood swap. Terrence Ferguson. Who was that? Who else was it? Uh, Ferguson and Dakari Johnson. Hmm. Now, you you and you might not know this, but we're, we're discussing Rodney Hood, correct? Yeah, Rodney Hood. Do you, do you know if he would be willing to do daily trust falls? Excuse me. Do you know if he'd be willing to do daily trust falls with our, our mascot Rumble as a symbol of his commitment to the fellowship we're seeking to build here in Oklahoma City? Hey, Rodney. You do daily trust falls? He says no. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it, it was worth a shot. Worth a shot. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would, I would do that one as well. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because <laughs> uh, they're going to probably lose Rodney Hood anyways. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like you have been undervaluing Rodney Hood in terms of just his trade value. We'll see what he. We'll see what he gets. He'll, they'll probably get a first for him. I, I, I was like quote unquote a first. You know right, I mean? that's true. Yeah. Oh man, I, he just have hasn't you been, been very good this season, and he's hurt all the time. I mean, that's I think that was the scary. Jazz. Why would that be the Jazz? <laughs> the guys because, are just hurt all the time. Yeah, I think yeah, they're becoming like the new Pelicans. Yeah, only, played, some, only played fifty nine games last year. Played fifty games his rookie year, seventy nine his second year. I don't know, hey, man. Uh, I don't know, man. He scares me a little bit. Hey, how angsty have you been lately since the Robertson injury about uh, OG Ananobi? I'm trying not to think about it, man. Like it would, I haven't. I actually haven't even mentioned it on the pod, but it would sure be nice to have OG and Obi on this team, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be great. I I I like Ferguson, but I also think it was a mistake to take him and to not take Ananobi. Like I feel like I can yep. have both opinions, right? Yeah, Ananobi, he is playing. He's good, man. Like he's really good, and he was he had Thunder player written all over him. He's got the crazy athleticism, great length. He's tough. He can shoot it a little bit, but he's not a great shooter. Like he's definitely regressed from where he was at the beginning of the season. Right. 
But yeah, he would start easily, and mm. then you wouldn't have to worry about it. You could you could go search for your you know second secondary ball handler Justin Holiday and still feel good about going into the playoffs. But oh well, oh well. Let's not. I can't. I can't dwell on the things I can't control, Alex. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm still on the line. It's Dennis Lindsay, uh, Alec, oh, Bur- hey. Alec Burks, and Nipa Udo mm-hmm. for Abrinas, Singler, Jeremy Grant, second round pick. Yeah, I do that as well. Yeah, I think, I, that, I think that's mildly interesting and also realistic because I don't think the Jazz. I think the Jazz would like to get off of Alec Burks's money. Um, and I, I really like uh, Epe Yuda. Yeah, he'd be great. Kind of the same. He's not the same player as Dwayne Dedman because he can't shoot at all. Uh, right. But a rim defender. Yeah, he's definitely more of a backup center than Jeremy Grant, or at least a more of a traditional backup center. Yep. Uh, I've got five minutes to fire through four trades. Here we all go. Right. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, buenos dias. Soy Samuel. El baloncesta es mi deporte favorito. <laughs> it's me, Sam. I'm just brushing up on my Spanish. Oh, de Vlade to you. From, oh, hey, did buddy. Did I call to Mexico one, one more again? Nope, I'm just practicing, just practicing. Oh, hey, oh, I don't know what to say to you now. <laughs> what are we calling about? Uh, did, you're, did probably you call tra- you're probably trading me Buddy Healed. Oh no, not the buddy. The buddy is the man. He stays here with me. He sits. He's actually sitting right next to me. The buddy. Uh, the buddy. You want to talk to them? No. Okay. Uh, did you call me? No, I didn't. I think you're calling about the bone dog. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. The Garrett Temple. The Garrett. Mm. He's a very nice man. The Garrett. But I think you'd be nicer to you than to me if you know what I mean. Uh, the Kyle. The Josh, the Dakari, the second round pick for the Garrett. Ugh. God. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's not a lot to give up for Garrett Temple, but it's also a lot to give up for Garrett Temple. <laughs> 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 I, I think he would, he could start. He would, he would, but man, I mean, I guess you're really just giving up Josh in a second. Yeah, it's basically Josh in a second for him because you're Man. two two guys that don't play. You okay. open up more roster spots. You can yeah. bring up your D league guys, or you can go oh. sign people off the scrap heap. Okay, just whatever. Um, <laughs> you talked me into it. <laughs> uh, ring, 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 ring. Konnichiwa, watashi wa sumisu san presti desu. Basuke tobaru wa watashi no sukina sportsu desu. <laughs> it's me, Sam. I've been studying Japanese on the weekends. Oh, konnichiwa, Rich Cho here. <laughs> Hajimimashite. Hajimimashite. Um, I just want to see how you feel about this. Okay. Abrinas, Singler, Jeremy Grant, and a future second round pick for Michael Kidd Gilchrist. We're just trying to find ways to shed salary. Abrinas, does Jeremy Grant in that? Yeah. In a second. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I mean, he definitely slot in. <laughs> he would slot in, the, in in the Robertson role. Yeah, um, he's a worse offensive player than Robertson. Yeah, he is. He is uh, really uh, bad. I I actually might not do that. Yeah, and it's a lot of money to commit to somebody. You, it's it's going to be tough for them to commit to somebody that's making thirteen mil going forward. Right, especially in like the same mold as yeah. Andre. Yeah, yeah, because next season you have Andre and Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and it's like okay. What are we doing? <laughs> okay? Uh, ring, 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 ring. Oh, I thought that was o- I thought it was over. No, I got two more. Oh, uh, hi. Uh, you've just entered the trade zone. I'm Sam Presti, and you're about to regret this call. <laughs> Rob Palenka. Robbie. Robbie Bobby. Hey, man, what's up? Just wanted to run an idea by you. Uh, let's, let's hear it. Jeremy Grant. Uh, Josh Eustis and Dakari Johnson for Julius Randle. And you, also, you also have to give us a second. Uh, so is that the same deal as what was for MKG? No, there's no Abrinas in this one because oh, they, no. they don't want to take on future money. Uh, okay. This is basically like a 
This is kind of a rental as well. It's a rental, and it's also a dump Julius Randle to the Thunder for a second-round pick. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, that sounds – yeah, I think that would be a, a decent rental. Although, where does – I guess he's your backup center? Yeah, yeah, he plays backup center, and he's probably not very happy about it either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think if he, he, I don't feel like he fills a need like some of the other names you've mentioned. Yeah, but uh, he definitely would be the only like big man off the bench who has some like uh, ball handling and you know shot creation in him. He would help. He would help a lot. I just don't know if the Thunder want to help the Lakers, but somebody will. Like somebody will take Julius Randle. Oh yeah, some will definitely take he's only making Julius. Four, four million. He's good. Like he, I really think. I think that he's really good, and I think the Lakers aren't using him very well. All right, last one. Ring, okay. Ring, 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 ring. I've I've run out of introductions. <laughs> this is this is Sam. Steve Mills. Hey, Steve. Hey. I uh, wanted to gauge your interest on it in uh, Alex Sabrinas, Kyle Singler, second round pick for Courtney Lee. Absolutely. Okay. We'll that was easy. We'll send him right over. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean. Courtney Lee's like the, he's exactly what the Thunder need, right? Yes, he would, people would be so excited <laughs> if, Cor- if Courtney Lee was traded he to would the Thunder. instantly become overrated, Courtney Lee. Yes, completely. Absolutely overrated. Like, he's good. He's, he doesn't make the Thunder a title contender, I don't think. Uh but he can score and he can defend and he's not an elite defender by any stretch, but he can, he's a better defender than what the Thunder have right now. Um, but yeah, he's making 11 million, which is not ideal for the Thunder going forward, but he really, I mean, he would really, really help this team. And if that's all you had to give up, then you have to do that. I mean, you just have to. Now, now looking back on all these trades, what is your like, what is your prediction? Not necessarily what trade they would make, but do you think they will make a trade? Yeah, I think they will. Sam has just been too aggressive in the past. And in light of the Robertson injury, I think he will. Before the Robertson injury, I was beginning to question a little bit if they would make any like significant move. Right. I figured they would do something on the fringes, but I think that they've got to make some sort of significant move before the deadline and then that's a, a small silver, silver lining for this team is that it did happen before the trade deadline, so they have an opportunity to kind of gauge this roster over the next couple of weeks, or I guess over the next week, and kind of figure out. Because they were really, I, I felt like last night, they were really trying to see, like, what do we have in Terrence Ferguson and what do we have in Josh Eustis? And can we use these guys? And yeah. last night did not look good. There, was, <laughs> there were spurts that were okay. Um, but I think, I mean, they're, they've got to figure it out. And I... I I would be surprised if they didn't. And I know they're they're going to look to the buyout market too to help this team and but you can't there's no guarantees with that. Uh, you can you can be aggressive and kind of guarantee yourself a spot if you can make a trade like that and I think Abrinas is clearly the guy that can fetch you something. I really wish that singular deal was 4 years. Wouldn't that be nice? Why? If he was like going into his non-guaranteed oh, season next year, oh yeah, 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 where he's basically an expiring contract. Yeah, I'd feel like I'd believe a lot more in these trades. I'd be like, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, if all you had to do was pay him the remainder of what his five million is the rest of the season, and then yeah, you can just waive him. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, that if they don't deal Singler this year, he will be a valuable trade piece next summer just because he can be an expiring deal yeah he's cheap filler yeah but he's still i mean you can still stretch his contract yeah you can so i I would bet teams would do that uh alex thanks for coming on the show today whoa i just realized that we went like an hour um i was like we started trade calls with like we'd only gone for about 20 minutes i was like oh man short pod uh, thanks for coming on the show today. We can follow you on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You should all do that. Follow us on Twitter at down to dunk I appreciate all you guys. You guys have been awesome at leaving five-star reviews. We're uh, well over 300 now. Keep them coming. You guys are just nice. great. You guys are great. Uh, we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. And hope you guys have a good rest of your week.